from the Boomer and the Babe studio at the Feeding Arizona building in Youngtown, Arizona, it's time for Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. Success or Failure is the show that gives you methods and principles to guide you to your best business and your best self. Now here are Tom Legering and Terry Munther. I'm Dr. Terry Munther, alongside author and entrepreneur Tom Legering, and each month we get together to discuss how we can set and meet our goals using the tried-and-true methods found in Tom's book, Success or Failure, The Choice is Yours. You can join in the conversation uh, by going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash boomer and babe. So once again, thank you for joining us. Uh, good to be with you here in Arizona, Tom. We're both together. Uh, we have done this show quite a few times with me in Washington State and Tom here in Arizona, and uh, I was able to come down and be with Tom for this episode. So uh, good to good to be here again in sunny and warm Arizona. Yeah, it's, it, you got to get everything done early. <laughs> That's, you know, they they keep saying it's 105, but it. It's not 105 or 10 or 15 until about 4 o'clock. So you've got until noon to get whatever you need done. So we well, need to I get hear up early. Where I live in, in the state of Washington, uh, yesterday and today it's 100. Oh, so, I mean, wow. not that much different. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a lot of things going on weather-wise. But we're, there's a lot of things going on just in general. Uh, we're... We're here in our summer season, which is where the hardy people stay, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, most a lot of uh, the nice thing about summers is there's no traffic on the freeway or very little. You seldom see a traffic jam in the summertime, but uh, we're we're getting ready for our winter season, and it's 62 days before we open up for the new season. In, here at the Sun City Country Club, we we do have a golf course. That's that's our main function that we that I do. And Terry's main function is helping smaller school districts uh, as a superintendent of school. So, yeah. you want to kind of give us a little shot about what what's going on up there? Um, well, it's summer there too, <laughs> um, and and so you know that's a busy time uh, in school administration. A lot of people think you know schools while well, you're off in the summer, but actually for an administrator, it's a busy time. That's when you do the hiring and staffing and ordering and scheduling and getting everything ready for the start of school. Actually, once school opens up after the first month, you know that's a more quiet time actually oh, for a yeah. school administrator. Um, but, yeah, for those that haven't tuned in, um, I retired after 30 years of, of in education, uh, retiring as a regional school superintendent out of the state of Washington. We uh, moved to Arizona, and we're always in Arizona about six months, back in Washington six months, met Tom down here in Arizona. Uh, we've worked together on this project, Success or Failure, uh, Choice is Yours. We've done some workshops uh, for adults and youth and people in need and businesses, and we'd be happy to do more. But this year I had the opportunity to come out of retirement at least part-time and be a uh, superintendent and help the small school district where I live in Washington State. And so I've been doing that and probably will uh, not probably will do that again this, this next year on a part-time basis, and then we'll be back in Arizona part-time as well. So it, it's been an, uh, a nice thing to get back in, to get reconnected, uh, to my old business, but it's also nice to always be looking forward for something new uh, that I haven't done as well. 
Right. What what we're what we're doing here with the book, I'm I'm working with uh, Terry and my son to uh, try to put a, a a little different vision on the book. When I first got started with the book, it was primarily to help my kids so that they could get something down and not have to kind of compete with me or do what I do or do something better. Uh, it seems like this generation that's coming through, uh, a lot of people are worried that they don't, uh, they, they're not going to have as much as their parents had, and there's a lot of problems with the economy and things like that. But I have a, a totally different view of it, is once the, the kids, they're still going to college, they're still getting their degrees, problem is they're coming out with these uh, big school loans. That, so they're starting out with debt, and that means they can't be a typical American consumer because they've already consumed, which was getting their education. So there's, there's a gap that's going on now that the people are educated, but they don't have jobs. So they're looking at figuring out, how do I, how do I fit? I saw what happened to my parents. A lot of parents got, got blasted with uh, the stock market crash and the, the wealth being redistributed. So they found out that it wasn't just redistributed from the middle class, I mean from the upper class, that one percenters, they made more. But the middle class is the one that got redistributed to the poor people that are not being productive. So in today's real world, it's very difficult for a young person to try to figure out well, okay, I got my degree, I got twenty to $100,000 of student debt, and I don't have a job. Well, what can I do? And college didn't really prepare them for anything other than having a job, unless you go to an entrepreneurial school uh, that actually teaches you how to start a business and how to function. But I think the first thing that we're trying to do with the book is – I show a path, and it looks like a dollar sign on the front, but in the little words it says start. And the point is, how does, does it matter if you're a college student, a millennial, or if you're going into your second or third retirement, what is important is how do you start from where you're at right now. And that's really what I'm, I'm trying to do, the rewrite for the book, will be more on how to get started and from where you're at. Because, Terry, like, when you you look forward to retire, right? Right. I mean, you're, you were in your job, and you you started at the bottom of it as a teacher, and then you worked your way all the way up through the top end of, of administration. And there there's, there's good things that happen to you, and then there's also things that make you say, well, I can't wait to retire. Right, yes. So, you know, life isn't like you look forward to something and you see this Valhalla up there and it's, okay, well, then I'm going to be retired and I can do anything I want, but the work is still takes all of your time and energy and then you have families and obligations. And then all you find out is that you got older, and but now that you're retired and you have choices, how do you... How do you integrate those choices with 
the lifestyle that you want to have and what else you can do in this other part of your life where you have all this talent and ability and the small schools districts can't really afford somebody with your talent. I mean, they just don't have the funds. Right. But they do have the need to start and educate these kids that are coming up. And I guess with the border kids that we're going to have down Arizona and Texas and New Mexico, we're going to have 100,000 kids that don't even live here that are going to get free school. And somebody's going to have to teach them English to start with and then have to teach them how to, how to function. So... That's not even with our own kids. Right, right. Well, yeah, there's certainly, there's always always a need, and, and that's uh, one of the reasons I kind of jumped back in, just to be helpful, but also to do something new, and as we talk about, get started again. Um, you know, you go through your job looking forward to retirement, and you get to retirement, and it is great. You know, everyone yeah. says, well, didn't you get bored? And I said, I, yeah, not for a long time. I didn't. But eventually you come to a point, whether it's in retirement or maybe it's a need to change jobs or, as you're talking about with other students, uh, getting their first job, how do we start? You know, what are, what are the things, the thought processes and the action steps that we actually have to go through to say, I'm going to take that step to get that new job, to change careers to do something, you know, and I think for most of us and what you're getting at with maybe the rewrite of the book is it stays in the thought process. It would be nice to. Yes. I would love to. If only I had the money, I would. If I didn't have to do this, I could do something else. Um, And that's pretty much where it stays. And, And so... You know, yeah, I'm interested in your thoughts, and I know, you know, we've used your book a lot in in our trainings, but we really haven't just kind of focused in on what's the start look like. Right. And where do they? Because just what you said, it does, and what I'm finding is that the more I volunteer for things, because at my stage where I'm at here with the country club, we've just about got it turned around financially so I don't have to write a check to go to work. So my business should actually make money next year uh, so that that it isn't going to impact my retirement, as it were. But this is a business, and then how do you, how do you monetize it in such a way that it's a sustainable thing that when I'm not here, the people in my family do not play golf. So they're not into doing this as, as a lifestyle. So... I have to make sure that there's things in place here. So I'm looking at my start is also, or my ending point would be a starting point for somebody else. And so how do I clean up going from from what I'm doing now, which is I have staff that does most of the things here. I do a lot of the planning, but most of the things I'm doing is volunteering. So. One of the things, if you have no job and you don't have something that you're doing now and you don't know, how do I get started? And this is, this is what I'm trying to do. I've written up just three, three questions. How to plan to have a happy life starts with understanding yourself. First question, who are you? Second, what do you need? And third is what do you want? 
After you answer the first question, you'll find the answers to two and three. So life, to me, is, is so simple it, it, that I bring it down to this. But everybody has other issues. You know, it's, mm-hmm. my parents didn't love me, or my parents loved me too much, then they gave me a bunch of stuff. Now I don't know how to do anything. So I, I don't know how to function in life. I guess I'll live in the basement <laughs> until I'm 200. You know, I mean, whatever it is with, with your issues, but if you bring it down and try to get to who are you and what is it, what is it that's going to make you happy? I think if we all start with not taking the world on our shoulders and just take the world, our world, on our shoulders to start with, what's gonna, what is it going to take to make me happy? Is it winning the lottery? Uh, no. That, that, you can analyze that and find out that's not going to make <laughs> yeah. you happy no. because that's just money. And it's having opportunities and making opportunities for yourself. And the problem is everybody every day has opportunities. But if you don't have a plan that can recognize them, you go right past them. So every day doors are opening and we say, oh, when you close that door over there, there's opportunity behind it. I don't know what, that's not my plan, so why right. should I go over right. there? You know, I, I'm reading and it has... It's it's not an inspirational book or anything. It's a book of fiction. But one of the things I read last night, which just was fascinating me, is there's a conversation between the characters, um, son talking to his father, and he, and they both have really finally gotten happy because of where they were living or following their path, if you will. And and the son says, why do we spend our lives convincing ourselves? that we can't be happy. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's and that's <laughs> my point. And, you know, and he goes on, you know, we have to have this job because. We have to do what our parents wanted us to do because. I, I just have to get by. I have to stay in this job. It's yeah. fine. It's yeah. just fine. I hate this job, but I have to stay in it. And, that, and most people go through life that way. And, and, you know, I thought about that. You know, why do we convince ourselves all our lives that we can't be happy? You yeah. know, that we're not good enough or it's just this is all we're ever going to get. Mm-hmm. Where if you step outside that box, you may find out you can indeed. But it, it takes a risk to go outside that comfort zone that we've talked about in our trainings to say, what is happiness? And really, that's what your questions are. When you're saying, what do you want? You're saying, what would truly make you happy? But then most people are going to step back and say, but I can't. I can't get there because, and we start coming up with all the why nots. See, and this is what what I I was always taught from, from my parents, is if you want something, you have to write down what it is you want. You have to write it down. Uh, I mean that was pounded into me. My 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 dad knew that I was a goof off when I was younger, and I probably still am. But he said, uh, by the time you're 11 and a half, I want you to come up with at least three things that you might want to do in as a business. But he made me write why I wanted to do, why I wanted to be a cowboy, 
in, uh, a cowboy, a carpenter, and a priest. That was my three things. <laughs> but I had to write those things down. And when I was 12, I had to figure out which one of those three I wanted to be and have a written thing. So I learned about writing, but when it's getting it into my subconscious, what I didn't know at the time was when I wrote, and I'm sure my dad didn't know why it works, but the why it works is because when you write it, it goes in your subconscious, and when it's in your subconscious and you see an opportunity, then you seize it. Because when I was, I know between 11 and a half and 12, my dad introduced me to people. He took me to a stable so I could see horses and work with horses. And I had a job cleaning poo around, moving <laughs> poo out, and, you know, cleaning up the horses and brushing them and, and making sure that they were taken care of. And then he uh, took me to, uh, you know, I was going to Catholic school, so I knew about that, about being a priest. And then he took me to a, a, a skilled uh, journeyman carpenter who was trained as an apprentice in Germany, who was an older man. And that's when I was 12, so that's like uh, 70, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean 60 years ago, whatever. So the, the point is that he was, when he went to be an apprentice in a trade, his parents sent him to the to this master, and he lived with them. I mean, it's like, you don't live at home anymore. You go there, and you sweep the floors and do all the stuff, and then you get to work on a project. But that was a lifetime thing. Well, nowadays, people don't, they don't get that. They don't get that ingrained gratitude of being able to produce something and actually learn a, a trade or learn a profession. And I'm not I'm not complaining about it because you don't want to learn a profession today because it's going to be changed four years from now. When you go to college today, you're not training to have a job anymore in a in a profession that's known because it's going to be totally different. I mean so what we got to figure out is get back to our own selves. And what you were talking about is when you're, when you're in your little comfort zone, I don't want you to go out of your comfort zone. I want you to stay in your comfort zone and figure out who you are and why you built those walls around you. And then how much money do we need? Well, there's, a, there's a study out uh, that says once you get to about $75,000 of effort a year, that's past that, you, your happiness starts to wane. Because <laughs> at $75,000, you are able to buy the things that you want. You're able to associate with the people you want to associate with. You're able to have the finer parts of life. And quite frankly, it doesn't take... I mean, maybe you have to fly in uh, in coach instead of somebody that has a private jet, but yeah. you both get there at the same time. So, I mean, there's really not that much greater emphasis on having more. I think it's, and that's what I'm trying to get people to think about, is in your comfort zone, think about who you are, what are your needs, what are your needs, 
take care of those first. Write them down. What do I need in my life? I need people to uh, respect me. I need uh, to have a job that's satisfying where I know I can help other people. Um, I need to be able to sell a product that's going to make other people better or give them an opportunity to do more or to be more or to be what they want. And then that's what I, I need, so, and I need a certain amount of income so that I can live and function. But then what do I want? So who you are, what you need, and then come out to what I want. Okay, maybe you do want to make 200000 a year or 500000 a year. I really don't care. I mean, I don't... I've, I've been in both places where I made a hell of a lot of money. You know, I was spending a lot. And then my wife and I figured... I asked her, I said, are you happy with what we're doing? She said, heck no. Why? Well, I don't like the people we're associating with and I don't like all this stuff that we're... I feel bad about spending money that could be used in other places, and we're just wasting it. Oh, okay. You know, cars go from A to B. (laughs) You know, if you have a Bentley, which I did, I mean, who cares? I mean, after you ride in it for a while, I mean, it wears off. I mean, I can get the same satisfaction out of renting a a Bentley and having somebody come and pick (laughs) me up and drive me around for a day, and I'm done, you know, and I didn't have to spend (laughs) $300,000. So... You, you see what I'm, I'm getting at, and I'm trying to get people to figure out that it's not money, but you've got to have a certain amount of money. So if you could take where you're at inside of your comfort zone and then expand over to if I had all the material things I want, what would I have if everything that I want was monetized. Okay, I want a car that costs me X amount a month. I want this kind of house. I want, And you figure out what it costs you to live like that. And my, my example that I'm, I'm working on now is if it costs me 50000 I mean $5,000 a month, that's 60000 a year, and I want to save 500 I want to save 10% so that I have a little nest egg for walking around or to invest or to do other things later on. The goal is to get to a point where your money is working for you so you don't have to work. That's that's what the, the goal should be of any kind of an occupation, and especially in occupations now where the average person is changing jobs every two and a half years. I mean, it used to be... In my lifetime, it was 40 years, retire, get a gold watch, a pat on the back, and a kick in the butt. You know, go. I mean, you're done. You're, you're out in pasture is what they would say. Well, that's because that was, the, that was what was there and available. But today, because of the Internet and the, the technology changes, my God, we could be like my wife and I are going to go away for a couple of days well, we just take our computers and we give our computers an hour a day when we're on vacation. And we catch up on things, bingity-bing. Okay, time's up. You're off. <laughs> you know, shut down. That, and, 
and then you go about your your having fun, and you come back and you didn't even miss a beat. I mean, yeah, it's as just long a as different you, as world. As long as you can make it just the one hour a day. <laughs> you, you, no, that's what you have to force yeah. yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 something that my wife and I both have have said. We're, that's what we're doing. We we don't go away. We used to go away for long periods. Now we just go away for short times, a couple of days, three days. But it's just me time. We're yeah. just with each other, and so we will. We know we want to stay in contact, and we don't want people to know where we're at or is anything wrong with us or any of that stuff. So, right. so they can still reach you. But what I'm saying is, how do we how do we get to this monetized area? So that we understand. That's in that, the what I want question. Yeah, yeah, that goes to what you want. See, and if you if you visualize, say say you take five years out, and you say, okay, I want to have a new Bentley, and I want to have this, and I want to have a house that's twenty five thousand square feet, and I want it to be worth one hundred and fifty million dollars, which some people have those kind of houses. I mean. Uh, there's one in L.A. That, or Hollywood Hills that's selling for that. Uh, the, the, the point is, it, what is it that, that you want that you think would make you happy and you monetize it and then you look at, well, I'm only making that to have what I want in five years would cost me 5000 a month at today's prices. You've got to know about inflation and by then it might be 10000 a month. You know, if our government keeps helping us like they are. So the the point is that you just know these things are happening and going into your future. So you figure out what's the material things that you want and then how much does that cost. But now the problem is I only make $2,500 a month. Well, okay, that's my that's my dilemma. I can't live like I want because I'm $3,000 a month short. So what I look at is that's your gap. And so the plan is how do I close that gap? And if you say, oh, I'm not going to work that hard, well, you don't have to work hard to make money anymore. I mean, making money is easy. What you have to do is work smarter. There's plenty of opportunities for people once they know what their worth is and they find out how they help other people. So if you're in between jobs and, or in a dead-end job and it's not working for you and you set your target, I want $5,500 to have the lifestyle I want, I'm making 2500 Okay. So how I'm, do we close the gap? What's the, that's, what's the, that's what the plan comes to. Okay. That, that's where the plan starts. And the idea is, how do we, how do we figure out what's going to make money, and what do we like to do? So what I'm t- trying to get people to think about is, you know, rather than just trying to say to yourself, well, is this stuff going to make me happy? And part of the plan is, is it going to make? Am I going to be happy doing enough work, doing enough productivity? Increasing my productivity, that's, that's the answer in today's world. It's not more work, it's more productive. How can I become more productive? So I might invest in myself. I might take classes. I might go to some college classes. I might go to a JC and, and, and pick up some things that I want. But in the old days, when I got started, I would get, 
I, I was in my first retirement. I was a, I retired as a contractor at age 27, and when I got to be 30, I decided that I was bored with drinking beer and building kids and you know living that life of not having to work. Um, and I was saying to myself, well, what I got to do is I got to I'm going to go into real estate. And my goal will be to make 10 people millionaires. So I start making a plan to help 10 people become millionaires. Well, first of all, I had to find 10 people in my acquaintances, because that's all I had, my acquaintances. And I go ask them, are you interested in becoming a millionaire? And they say, well, yeah, maybe yes, maybe no. Um, Yeah, that would be nice. Well, that's, of course... 50 years ago, back when a million was a lot of yeah. money. Yeah. And <clears throat> so they would say, I, I found 10 people that said, yes, they would, and if you can help me, show me a way to, to make that kind of money, uh, I'll do it. Well, my real estate career got started. I was in construction, so i go find buildings that were sound. They had good bones, as the words are now in reality TV. Mm-hmm. You know, they had good bones, and I would go find them in a, in a the worst piece of junk in a in a good neighborhood and figure out, I want to buy that property myself. So I'd find something that I really liked. That was easy to sell. So I would go and I'd talk to a person. I'd say, Terry, uh, would you like to buy this? And here's the numbers, and here's how it'll work out, and it's the profit I think we can make or you can make. And you'd say, well, I... I Right now, you know, I got things going and I really can't. I said, okay, you were number one, but now you're number 11. And then you'd say, well, Tom, you said there's only 10 of us on the list. I said, yeah, but I'm number 11. So you're going to, you're dropping back. So you're no longer one, you're dropping back. And so I go to the other ones and ask them, and if nobody bought it, I'd buy it. Well, then eventually the people would see that I was buying some pretty good stuff, but they had passed it up because of their circumstances, you know, not... So how did you make them a millionaire? I I got them in, involved. Every time one of them sold, I would go and show them the numbers. You know, when the profits mm-hmm. were made, I would come back to them and show them what actually happened and said, next, when your number comes up, you want to set something aside so that you can be able to go with this. And, I mean, we were, none of us were wealthy. I mean, the, the, I was making like eight or nine thousand dollars a year. So, I mean, that was, but that was enough to retire on. I was made, earning that much without working. And my, my investors were doing that for me. So, that, the idea was that as we started growing, I mean, we started with houses and then we started with two units, and then we went to four units, and we were buying the last of it. We bought a 340-unit in Houston, Texas. So, I mean, we went, we worked our way up, and all the people wound up doing very well. So, and the answer to it was, in my case, is that I, that helped me get to the monetary place that I wanted to be. But So, so to back it up to your plan again, yeah. and your three questions, so... So for somebody who's listening and trying to put this, what does this mean to me? Right. So they've, you're saying that the way to get started is they've got to answer those three questions. 
and and a key point that we can't say enough is they have to put it in writing. In writing. In writing. So yeah. we answer the question, who am I? We answer the question, what do I need? Yeah. And that's kind of survival stuff. Yeah. And then, so what do I want? It and then monetize it. And the the gap that you speak about is between the what I need and what I want. Mm -hmm. But once we come up with what the gap is, if that gap is not five thousand a month, and I'm now twenty five hundred, if that gap's twenty five hundred a month, then the next step is developing a plan of how do I get twenty five hundred dollars more a month, more, more. and that may take more training, it may mm -hmm. take some volunteer work, it may take going to some networking meetings, it may mean a career change that may be available mm -hmm. to you that you step outside of what you're currently doing. But again, it m means writing a plan to close the gap in, that's, a, in a nutshell. That's, that's Your exactly. plan what had to do with going from construction into real estate, and I am assuming you had a business plan or a written plan of what you just said, that if I get these 10 people and everybody's making money and I'm making money off of them or with them, mm -hmm. uh, then I close my gap. But that, that was that was the whole point. Because at that place, uh, I, I wanted to, in 10 years, go from, I would, when I was 30, I had like $100,000 of equities and that were producing at 8%. eight 8%. That, that was what things made back then. Now if you have $100,000, you're lucky to get uh, four or $500 of income from it because that's just a different world. So your plan has to be able to change. And my goal was in helping other people become millionaires, one of the, one of the outfalls from it was I got to know 10 people that were millionaires. And I got to know 10 people that valued me because I helped them along the way. Right. Now, now, someone may ask, though, I mean, one of my first thoughts was, those 10 people had to have some capital or they were really, no. they couldn't, how no. did they get in the game? Well, we, we learned, there, you don't have to have money to make money. You just have to know somebody that does. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you just make a deal. Yeah. That's the whole point. If you say, oh, I would do that, but I don't have any money. That's my point. You don't have a plan, and you can't work. Because a plan isn't something cast in stone and, and put in right. an archive. A plan is something that you make, because it's as general as that. I'm going to help 10 people become millionaires, so I become one. That was my plan. Okay. Then I went out and I started interviewing people, and I got I selected ten. They didn't work the same ten that were that went all the way through, but a, a lot of them just said, "Well, I, I this is too much. I don't like to be bothered with it." You know. Well, that's I started a property management company because of that, so I could also help them because they didn't want to be involved in it. And my point is that you. You work. You start a plan. You start working the plan. You find out what doesn't work. You analyze it. Doesn't mean because it doesn't work today doesn't mean it won't work in the future. But you analyze it and say, will this work for me today? And if it does, then you plug it in and, and try to figure out how to reconfigure it. That part that's not working well, reconfigure it so that it does work. Find out what is working. 
and repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat the stuff that works. So then as that happens and you start making more money, you don't go out and buy all the stuff that you have in your plan, you know, in your vision of what you want to have. You keep that money and have it working for you. The goal is to get to a place where your money is working for you so you don't have to work. That allows you to do whatever it is you want. I found out I like working, but that's why I love being in the golf business because I can hire staff and make sure things are going okay here. Then that lets me go do volunteer work. So that's what I like to do. I like to help other people. That's why I'm working on a rewrite of the book. It's done what I wanted for my kids. They they're all seem to be doing fairly well. And, I mean, not doing exactly what I want, but they're doing what they want. And they seem to be happy doing it, so I have no complaints. Now, my son, I'm working with him, who's helped me with the book, of getting his plan better because he's not getting as many material rewards out of it. So he's working hard, but he's not working smart. So he and I are working on, on this redesign and trying to get this to go. But just what you're saying is, how do you, how do you get this, how do you go from the gap to, I try to say it's a five-year program. So the, okay. the things that you want to monetize and your vision of the material side of your life. I'm not, I'm trying to say that isn't the only side. That's just a side. That it's, your life is multi-sided. So, you know, some people are multi-dimensional and, you know, the, the more sides in your life that you can, you can actually experience, the happier I think people are. But it seems like when you get to a certain amount of wealth so that you can cover food, clothing, and shelter without working, you don't have to go to work to do that. The money comes in because your money is working for you, so you've invested it. Now, when you're getting to, the, to this point where you no longer have to do any work because you have to meet your, your needs, then you get to start working on the things that you want. And once we get to what we want, I mean, that's totally us. We get to... Oh, I want a new boat. I want a boat that'll go 200 miles an hour. Well, you know, I might want a rowboat. You know, whatever boat you want, whatever airplane you want, whatever the kind of car you want to drive, I'm, I'm not telling people they shouldn't make millions and billions and, and have 10 or 15 houses. That just doesn't appeal to me. So each person has a different thing. But where in the past, I went out and talked to people and tried to help them become wealthy so that I could inter- interface with 10 millionaires, okay, then that was, that was a fun thing because we went from drinking buddies to drinking buddies. You know, it's just we were not drinking beer anymore. Yeah. So, you know, so you just go through your life and get what you want. Now I don't drink at all, so I'm just... <laughs> having a, a better life because I looked at my plan and I've reevaluated it. And so what I like doing is I like golf. The business I'm in is, is kind of a waning thing, but there's so much good that I think Americans can get from it that my goal is to help grow golf. So I'm on a new venture where 
I'm trying to get golf into public schools. So I'm building a new plan. So I'm at another place where I'm rewriting the book, but I'm rewriting it with the idea of helping kids that are in high schools because there's people that are working, organizations working on, on kids in grammar schools to get them into golf. First yeah. Key is excellent. They're in 6,000 schools already, and they're going to be all over the country. Well, I'm working with high school kids, and we have proposed a, a plan to local school district here, and we're trying to put that in place. Well, you have to have time to be able to do that, and you have to have money that pays for your needs so that you get the time to do these kind of things. And that's that's really what a plan is and then op- looking at opportunities that wouldn't be there before. So, yeah. and, I, I, and I think what you're saying is we all can change our plans and have new yeah, directions. I mean, that's part of life. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you may have a five-year financial gap closing plan. Mm-hmm. And then the other side of that, when we get to, okay, we've closed the gap. And I, I imagine, too, there's, there's actually people who stop pretty close at the second question where they say, here's what I need, and they're happy with what they need. Yeah. The Don't next question anymore. is, so what do I want? Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm good with that. <laughs> you know? yeah. and, but you still have answered the third question. It's yeah. just that maybe they don't need to close any yeah. other gap. Well, and, yeah. but, but the point that you're getting it, and to put a wrap on this, I guess, the focus of, of our show today, I think, is when in your rewriting the book, we're really going to talk more about how do we change direction or how do we start to change a direction? And that may be as you're going into a new venture with public school golf or it may be someone who wants to change jobs. It may be somebody who wants to volunteer in retirement. But it's the taking the initial step, how do we get started? And you're suggesting we get started by writing the answers to these three questions. Right. And then once the third question is answered and we've figured if there is a financial gap, we can write a plan to deal with the financial gap. But it could also be just a gap in something non-financial. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A gap in a venture, like you're saying, too, with, with public schools and helping kids. It may be that that's more of a... Uh, a motivational or an emotional need than it is a financial one. Right. Uh, and that's okay, too. But but that's how we get started, and I think that's your point. Yeah, my, absolutely. My, my, my point for the group today is you have to take care of the financial so that you can get uh, your food, clothing, and shelter. And once you're there, once that's taken care of, so I don't have to go in so these things, I can enjoy these things. Once you've got that covered, then you start looking for, what do I want? You know, sometimes people's needs actually go to, I need to help people. Right. I mean, I've worked with victims of domestic violence, and to the person, they all say, I say, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? I want to help people. Well, they try to help the predator, but they didn't realize who they were fooling with, you know? They wanted to help that person. That person had problems, and they wanted to be a helpmate. And they needed to help themselves first. Yes, and that's my whole yeah. point. We've got to be in our comfort zone and think of these things, who we are, what, what is it, what makes us tick, why do we do the things that we do, and 
you know, why do we talk to people on this radio show? I mean, it's not, you know, 100 million people listening to us, but we're archiving things so that we can go and look and have data points of where our thought processes are so that we can help other people. I mean, because what we do here, I mean, you you have helped me write uh, uh, programs for, for schools and and classes, and that's really what I want to be doing out of here right. to, to monetize this, is I want to help people, and when they get to a certain point, that they can come in and do more of this themselves, because you can't do it all by ourselves. You know, next month's show, I'd like to talk more about the, the new venture with uh, the golf in public schools, and okay. maybe we can make that a focus and how we are writing that plan or developing it and what that what that looks like and how that might pertain then to someone. But but the bottom line, again, for today, I really like the focus of, you know, how do we get started? You know, how to how start. To, how, to, how to start. And, and it's thinking, it's writing, and it's answering those three questions and then developing a plan. And it may be that that's someone doesn't have all the financial things they need, right. then really the plan is how do I get I what get I need? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right now I don't have a job. I don't have my food, shelter, clothing yeah. that I that I need. Yeah. Then, you know, our suggestion as we do these trainings for many groups is then let's start on getting what you need. What's that yeah. first Where step? are you? And writing and, a plan. Yeah. What yeah. do I do today? Right. What do I do tomorrow? And it has to be a daily step-by-step plan right. that moves us forward. See, what, what you're saying is exactly it. Because what I want people to do is they say, well, I would do that if I had time, Tom. They said, no. Everybody gets 24 hours a day. So I want you to give yourselves one hour a day that you schedule an appointment with just you, a mere and some paper and pencil or pen. And you sit and look in the mirror and you talk to yourself and you, I'm here to help this person that's looking back to me right. in the mirror. And what do you want? And you you do, I mean, I, I'm telling yeah. you that actually works where you know if you're lying. <laughs> you know, it doesn't only, do you any good if you There's only one in the do. room. You don't have yeah. to impress anybody. You're not trying. Oh yes, I'm gonna. Do, I got my degree, so I'm. I mean, you just gotta get started. Right. The only way to do it is yeah. Otherwise, three we, questions and get as going. We talked about at the beginning. So many times we we just think. We just we're gonna think about it. Right. And while thinking is good, doing is better. Doing is better. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's a good thing to close on yes, uh, that's, today. That's and then next month we'll talk more about about yeah, the future programs. And what we'll do with, with talking about how to get golf in public schools. Now, that may not be the biggest answer or reason for people to listen to us, but the point of it is, is we're going to show you how you get started and why we're and doing it and plan. how you develop yeah. And this will be the start of a whole new plan, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Okay, good. Look forward to that. want to thank you all uh, who are tuning in or getting on your computer and listening to us. Uh, Thank you very much for being part of the discussion. We hope it's helpful. You can always join us on successorfailure.org or on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Boomer and the Babe. We want to thank you. This is Dr. Terry Munther and Tom Legering saying success or failure, 
The choice is yours. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Success or Failure with Tom Legering and Terry Munther. Success or Failure is a Boomer and the Babe Enterprises radio production. Contact them at boomerandthebabe.com.